When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Uh, but first, uh, perhaps you got to know her the week of Christmas when she filled in with my husband. Uh, perhaps you've heard me reference her on commercials. But how much does the public really know about Lisa LaCourcier? <laughs> uh, that's what Holly and I wonder. We're like, you know, how can we connect quickly? How can we get Lisa to quickly connect with you, the audience at home? So for educational purposes, mm-hmm. we have some Lisa LaCourcier fun facts. And here's our third of the day. And now, a Lisa LaCourcier fun fact. Lisa once had an imaginary friend named Margot who ran away in the middle of the night to live with a nice Amish family. <laughs> this has I been Alyssa LeCourcier Fun Fact. There we go. Oh, I miss her. <laughs> oh, I miss her. Do you miss Margo? Oh, my God. I keep thinking someday, someday <laughs> she'll come back. But that Amish family it was enticing, they're just girl. so nice and... and all the stuff. They that... have great baked goods. Yes. That's what, that's oh what got Margot. But beards. they're hard to get in contact with. <laughs> yes, yes. They never send pictures. Ever. <laughs> I miss her. I miss. I, I would like to meet Margot someday <laughs> if she ever comes back to you, Lisa. I okay. really do. Um, as I said, there's drama afoot, right, Holly? Drama afoot with morning shows. Not ours. Mm-hmm. This is peace in the valley here. That's right. That's peace right. and love, like Ringo Starr always That's says. Right. Peace and love. Peace and love. But you have what's bothering you. <laughs> is it bothering you or do you have a theory about the ongoing GMA3 TJ Holmes, Amy Robach story? Jason, Lisa. <laughs> I bring you this story because I don't know what the hell is going on with these two. Okay. Genuinely. So yeah. Amy Robach, TJ Holmes, former co-anchors on GMA3. They're out at ABC News, but they're definitely in on each other in Puerto Vallarta. <laughs> Deep. Uh, and we're seeing the photos. They're hanging out at a resort, looking hot, smooching each other. These photos are very much... We called 1-800-PAPARAZZI and we told them exactly oh. where we were going to be, place yep. and time, and we put them on page six. Mm-hmm. I am perplexed, Jason and Lisa, why <laughs> they perpetuate this narrative. I don't know what their final destination is. Truly, I don't. I like this. Oh, this irritates me so much. Because, okay. Tell me. My, my problem with what I can't understand either is if I'm trying to get a new gig as an anchor uh, for another network, and I think you know where my thought's going to end here, this does not help you. Right, right. If you, you want this story to go away so 
you will be taken seriously again and not looked upon as a gossip headline on page six. So this is befuddling, befuddling. Great word. Because all this is doing is perpetuating the, the, the perception and the opinion that you guys are just uh, headline grabbers. Who's going to hire you? It's kind of a screw you. It is, but how long are you mm-hmm. going to do that? Because yeah. uh, uh, eventually the bills, you got to pay bills. You can pay that light bill. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, I love love. I'm glad they're still, you know, bumping uglies and having fun together. Uh, you can't begrudge them for that. Yeah, that's fine. But... I can't imagine the severance package for Mickey Mouse is large enough where you never have to worry about getting rehired again. And I'm assuming these two want to go back into broadcasting. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe they'll be like everyone else and they get a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> or they'll become TikTok stars. Oh. Right now, my smart money is that they're going to co-anchor the reboot of hard copy. <laughs> no, I'll do one better. No, Holly, I'll yeah, do one better. Please. A current affair oh. uh, has double meeting, oh, double meeting, right? Man. A current affair. Got it. And if you get that reference, Holly and I are going to award you ten points. Yes, ten points. Mm-hmm. Right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Points mean nothing, but keep collecting them, and who knows, we may eventually give a prize. But That's anyway, right. yeah, yeah. We're like Charles Entertainment Cheese over here. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. It. I suppose it's just it's the flaunting of it all. It's the deliberate flaunting where ultimately, but why? They're, but and they're still doing it. Like they're still doing it. They are d- done at ABC News. But what are they trying to prove? What 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 is their motivation for calling the paparazzi? Because right. Holly's not being facetious. No, that's truly what they're doing. Yes. These pop, they're not just these photos are just aren't miraculously happening. No, you know, the paparazzo's not following. <laughs> Amy Robach and TJ Holmes. Are they just trying to stay in the news to be relevant? But then I just, I find it annoying. Now I'm sick and tired. If I see one more picture of them together, I'm like, Oh God, I'm with you. Yeah. It's, I don't care to see them. I mean, a couple days ago, I would have, I would have knocked boots with TJ Holmes and now Mm -hmm. I wouldn't even do that. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. I know. know. It's completely changed. No light petting even at this point. No light petting. No. Now he's just irritating. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, now let's move over to um, another irritating person, uh, Don Lemon. Oh. So, if you've been following the story, he basically, I'm paraphrasing, but on CNN, the morning show, the new morning show, they they reconfigured it, because the other shows, I guess, weren't doing well. Uh, He basically, Nikki Haley, former U.S. ambassador, uh, announced that she's running for president in 2024 on the Republican side and Don Lemon made a, basically a reference that she was past her prime as a woman mm. now okay. well Don Lemon said Don I googled it Lemon yeah said that women are in their prime in their 20s and 30s maybe in their 40s oh, thank you you know yep. he fact checked that uh-huh mm-hmm. he googled it yep uh so he said that and it wouldn't be, it would be ridiculous to say in any company, in any setting, but he happened to have said it on the anchor desk with two colleagues who are women. Oh, man. Women. And it was a ridiculous statement to come out of his mouth. 
Now, so he didn't come to work yesterday. He took the day off. And then the big boss at CNN said, released a statement that he's going to go to a class. Mm-hmm. Like a educational an educational training on what to say and what not to say around women. Oh, <laughs> just what, what is this, 1952? <laughs> uh, but here's so there th- that came out yesterday. But here's my thing if I was Mr. Chris Licht, and this is the guy that's running CNN, and before that, just to give you a quick this guy knows what he's doing, uh, he created Morning Joe over on MSNBC. He uh, created the new CBS this morning with Gail King and Mervy Pervy, Charles Rose and Charlie Rose. And but anyway, he revitalized CBS hadn't been relevant in the morning since Captain Kangaroo. So and I'm not that's not a joke. I'm not pulling that from the air. Holly knows Uh, he did that. And then he went over to Stephen Colbert and you may not like Stephen. You may not agree with his uh, side of politics, but he made Stephen number one. He helped. Re- he made. He gave Stephen the tools to become number one. Okay, so that's who he is. So CNN hired him to help them, and he created this morning show. They pulled Don from the evening, and they put him in the morning with uh, with two uh, women, and they have zero chemistry, zero. Uh, they look like they don't like each other. There have been stories they don't like. And I and I say the stories with an asterisk. Uh, the, 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 the press that covers the media always loves pitting women against each other. So I don't want to fall into that trap. They've been doing it since Barbara Walters and Diane Sawyer. And I don't I don't always subscribe to that. However, sometimes where there's smoke, there's fire, and you have eyeballs. And if you look, if you use your eyeballs. And you look at the scene in Morning Show, uh, they have zero chemistry. Zero. Zero. (laughs) How do you feel about it? Newt Gingrich and Joe Biden have more chemistry together. (laughs) (laughs) Newt Gingrich and Bill Clinton in the 90s had more chemistry. Oh, my gosh. reference, three points. Go ahead. There you go. But, you know, I've been listening to folks talk about this, and I think that there's a compelling argument Got to get my tinfoil hat on again. Okay, get the cobra. <laughs> Thank you. That this is Don Lemon trying to sabotage his way out of CNN. Oh, really? Yes. Now, I heard conversations. Now, I I, I listen to some industry podcasts. There's one that there's one that I like that uh, comes from Puck News, an organization that I follow a lot, and I think that they're credible sources. Well, two uh, folks were talking on a podcast called The Powers That Be, one of them saying that their interpretation of all of this is that this is clearly Don Lemon trying to sabotage his career at CNN so he can leave. And go where? I have no idea. On Puerto Vallarta, Vallarta with <laughs> TJ Zangri. <laughs> exactly. Oh. I would be interesting to see what his Q rating is. Q rating is a likability score, everyone. Um, wow. Well, maybe he just wants to get off that show. They clearly don't like each other. And, yeah. I, and I only bring this up because not that it's not important in other day parts, but for morning shows, the audience can tell. You have to have chemistry. You have to. You can maybe get away with it in other day parts. Because, you know, the night news is more serious. 
Um, but you absolutely have to have capital C chemistry in the morning because it's a very personal time of the of the day. People are getting ready. They're bringing you into their kitchen while they're barely awake. They don't want to watch people, whether they whether the audience um, realizes it. It's almost subconscious. Mm hmm. The audience wants to feel comfortable, and if you are uncomfortable on television with the people you're doing television with, it translates. It translates more than anything, um, and it's an intangible. You know that's why Katie and Matt. Just going to say that. You know, yep. Katie and Matt were su- successful for so many years. You may not. You know, Matt's a perv now, alleged, but uh, you can't deny that those two were magic. They were. You know, and Matt and Meredith were magic. Um, Diane Sawyer and Charlie Gibson, when ABC put them on GMA to save it, they had chemistry. Uh, it's hard to fake it. It's really hard to fake that. Well, and the show doesn't have it. Don Lemon will be back on CNN this morning on Wednesday. Oh, so we can watch the unchemistry unfold. <laughs> yeah, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yep, tomorrow. <laughs> right now, though, today when we return, Holly Roberts has the full size dirt alert next. Is a my talk dirt alert. At the top of the hour, we have a mini dirt alert. Very, very small. At 820 or ish, we have a full size, a big Snickers bar. Right, Holly? Mm, to satisfy you. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Jason, Lisa, I don't know this about you guys. Are you fans of Back to the Future? Oh, I am. Yes, I very much enjoy it. Yeah, I thought you loved that movie, Lise. Yes. Well, there was a Back to the Future reunion over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Michael holy DeLorean. J- yeah, holy DeLorean. This is heavy doc. Michael J. Fox, Christopher Lloyd, Leah Thompson, and Tom Wilson all reunited over the weekend at Fan Expo in Portland, Oregon. Oh, Biff was there, girl. Biff was even there. Biff's looking all right these days. Really? Um, yes, Biff looks <laughs> yes. really good. Oh, yeah, look, look it up. Look it up. And that would be actor Tom Wilson. Yeah. That is the real name of Biff. But he, he is, he, of course, he has gone on to play other roles. But he is most identified, I would say, arguably, with the role of Biff Tannen. And they shared this on Instagram. Leah Thompson did uh, a selfie of the four of them, and they said that they had the best time with the Back to the Future family doing a panel, meeting with fans, doing photos. That's just nice to, to see everyone. Yes. And Michael Michael looked good. Yes. Michael looked really good in this. Yes. And Leah, have you ever met Leah Thompson, Holly? I have not. You know, she's been through here a couple times. She's been on, on the Jason show uh, three, three, four times. Hmm. Quite lovely. A very lovely lady. Rochester's own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lovely, lovely. Yeah. So if you want to go over the, to Le- Leah Thompson's Instagram account, you can check out all the photos there. It just looks like a lot of fun. It does. Mm-hmm. Uh, fans are reacting to Harry Styles taking a drink out of his shoe. Mm. What? Yeah. So um. uh, he's played his first Australian show of his big world tour. He was in Perth, Australia last night, and apparently he took off one of his shoes and then drank out of it. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I... Unnecessary. Very unnecessary, Harry. You're hot, but unnecessary. Thank you. Well, apparently, this is an Australian tradition. Oh, it is? Yes. And then Harry Styles, he said, this is one of the most disgusting traditions I've ever heard of. Agree. Agreed. It's it's called a shoey. (laughs) 
They spend a lot of time naming that. It's like me naming my pets. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, Lisa, what what are you? Your name is your cat's name is Cat. Fluffy. I don't know. Okay. Fluffy. (laughs) Very similar though. Very similar. Oh my gosh. Uh, So uh, the photo or the footage is up, and there he is, right out of his Adidas stinky. Mm. (laughs) No. No, I wouldn't do this tradition. Well, you would have to. You can't offend. But oh, gross. Okay. Yeah, imagine all the angry fans lined up side and said, you yeah, didn't do a show. Sorry, that was horrible. Right. That was good, though. That's pretty good. Uh, I'll work on it. Yeah. I'll go watch Crocodile Dundee tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a little bit of vintage gossip that has resurfaced once again. Did you guys know that Pink and Christina Aguilera were frenemies? Oh, my God. I read this. I love this story. Didn't they fight on Lady Marmalade? Yes. So there was gossip and rumor that Christina Aguilera and Pink did not get along while filming the music video for Lady Marmalade back in 2001? Because Pink criticized the vibe on the set back in a previous (laughs) interview. Now, she didn't name Christina Aguilera by name. That's right. Oh, that's so good. So good. That is a great song. But I know she didn't name her by name. No. But she basically listed off everyone else She's like, I had a good relationship with this person, this person, and this person, leaving Christina off that list. Yes. Now, this story has been swirling for years. Christina Aguilera, back in 2019, she denied it on Watch What Happens Live. She did did say that Pink was intimidating on the set, though. So, apparently, Christina Aguilera said of Pink, she was heckling me in the audience behind the director, and I was like, what's going on? But that's what she did back then. She's a different person now. Uh, Okay. I think both things could be true. Mm-hmm. I think Christina probably misread Pink because I can see where Pink would be intimidating. Mm-hmm. And I think then Christina got her ruffles up, her feathers up, and got defensive slash probably a little bitchy. And they were just misreading each other. Yes. It you was, know what I mean? It was yeah. personalities being personalities yes. in their early 20s. All mega superstars at the time. Oh, mm-hmm. huge. Huge. It, 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 children, understand when this song came out on the Moulin Rouge soundtrack. Oh. It was time ever, stopped. It was a time stopped. It was everything. Let's Gays not, fainted in various clubs. They just, <laughs> just tipped like, over. Tipped over. <laughs> just just <laughs> dropped. Just dropped. Gay tipping. Yeah. Gay tipping. When, when little Kim had her verse, it was just boom, oop, done. Oop. <laughs> so Pink wants to let you know. That uh, y'all are nuts for bringing this back up. We've been notified. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Christina and Pink. We're going to take a break. Uh, When we come back, I watched that goofy documentary uh, on National Geographic about Titanic. But is it as goofy as we thought it was? That and more when we come back. And now on Jason and Alexis in the morning, a message from our sponsor. From like the 70s or 80s. Because I'm a woman. Perfume for that 24 hour woman. I can work till 5 o'clock. Come home and read your tickety tock. Tonight I'm gonna cook for the kids. And if it's loving you, one, I can kiss you and give you the shivering fit. Ajoli, the 8 hour perfume for your 24 hour woman. Da, da, da. This has been a Jason and Alexis classic commercial. Da, da, da. We now return you to our regularly scheduled mediocre radio show. 
I'm currently doing the show with two 24-hour women. That's right. Holly Roberts and Lisa LaCourcier. That's right. Good morning. I'm more 16 to 18. I got to get a oh, nap. Oh, I'm sorry, Holly. I should. <laughs> I, gotta, I, gotta I should check the thing before that. Lisa, what are we? Are you 24 hours? Oh, or man. We? Absolutely. I need some more Anjali in my life. I know. I love that the guy acts like it's some heroic feat to make kids uh, dinner. dinner. You know what I mean? I'll make the kids dinner tonight. Well, thank you, butthole. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Wow, what a gift to humanity. As, wow. well, well, you go take care of yourself and make yourself ready for loving later on in yeah. the evening, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm. God. <laughs> anyway. I love that word. I know. Uh, welcome back. Jason and Alexis in the morning right here on my talk streaming under my talk app later in podcast form. I'm Jace with Holly Roberts, Lisa LeCourcier filling in for Alexis, who's taking a deserved vacation. I have a little uh, TV taste test. What is this? A taste test? Taste test. I'm in. Oh, could I just try a little sample? Just a bit. Just a taste. It tastes cheesier. Let your taste decide. Jason and Alexis present TV Taste Test. Our motto, we watch crap so you don't have to. Uh, but this one you should watch. This one you should watch. Now, we made fun of this. I made fun of this. Uh, because it's, it, you know, <laughs> news reports when it came out were like, really? Do they really need to do this? <laughs> Does National Geographic really need to spend money doing this? But here's the deal. Uh, in honor of the 25th anniversary of the movie Titanic, the tragedy happened about, well, you're getting ready here, James, talk about that uh, over 110 years ago. But uh, because of the 25th anniversary, James Cameron, uh, members of the military, uh, special effects teams, and National Geographic did a special called 25 Years Later with James Cameron. And one of the things, one of the experiments that they cover in this uh, documentary is the forever question that came from the movie from fans like us. Could Jack and Rose both survived on that piece of wood if rose had just scooted over mm. could jack had gotten up on that wood and survived he wouldn't have had hypothermia well they do a rigorous i'll start there they do a rigorous rigorous test now if you don't want to know how this unfolds and you want to unfold it for yourself turn it on the radio for a second but i do need to talk about this for the uh, sake of the conversation there, I given you. I've given you a second there. Um, no, Jack could not have survived. Okay, for a myriad of reasons, and they go through painstakingly. They well, here, let me roll a little clip, and we'll talk about it on the other side. Here's James Cameron from the documentary Titanic, twenty five years later, talking about the extent that they go to to recreate this uh, in experiment mode. So now let's do the real test. Let's put them through a simulation of all the things that Jack and Rose went through. They have two stunt people, both about the same weight as Kate Winslet and Leonardo DiCaprio at the time, both wearing exactly the same wardrobe and life jackets that they wore on the show. So we did exactly what, what they did in the movie, except that we doubled the time for every stage of it because our water wasn't as cold going into 28 degree water and that just makes you gasp now i'm stopping here because this is what caused my husband to lose his breath and this is his favorite movie and it hit him just take that in for a second just think about that 28 degree water 
it, it did stun me. I was like, oh, my goodness. You think, like, today we're going to go outside and it's going to be cold from the door to your car. But think about being wet and being in the chilly waters of the North Atlantic. And that's the cold shock. That accelerates the heart rate, constricts blood vessels, so your blood pressure goes up immediately. And the guy pushes her under. One, one thousand, two, one thousand, back up. One, one thousand, two, one thousand, and Jack, save me! Jack! Jack swings over. Jack! They're recreating the scene. Three. All right, swim, Rose. And the faster your heart's beating, the faster that cooling blood from your arms and legs is coming into your core and taking your temperature down. So I was really curious to see what that did to Jack's situation. And it's pretty interesting. And it was pretty interesting. Uh, One thing that really kept coming back was, and they had these... Wow, the, the lengths that these two young actors or young stunt people went through, they had monitors it through their nose mm. uh, that reached uh, through their chest cavity huh. and below to keep track of their own hypothermia. Because as you all probably know, the majority of the 700 or some that were in the water, they succumb to hyperthermia. Um, your, body, your body temperature drops, and one by one, your organs start to shut down. Um, what was interesting about this experiment was Rose would have been saved. Uh, the actor, the stunt woman here kept saying her wool coat that, that Rose had on in the movie protected her more than you would think it did. Oh, and Jack remember had no life jacket and had that kind of white shirt uh, with suspenders. And even, even if Jack and Rose had both gotten on that wood they would have been in the water more, uh, which then would have spelled doom for both of them. And now I'm paraphrasing. I'm 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 bringing I'm shortening this down. There's much more to it. A, a lot of fascinating fascinating details within this it's a, this experiment that you should see. Um, and then the other thing that they examine, and this I won't give a lot of uh, because you should watch this unfold. So they did this experiment, and James is also kind of questioning. Now that, you know, it's been 25 years and we know they know more about the Titanic itself. They are questioning the cracking of the ship, where it cracked in half and how it went down. Did it was it stern up like in the movie or did it roll on its side first? And did the crack happen underwater? So, you know, James said the one thing he's really questioning is, you know, how the the stern then comes back down and splashes dramatically. They are now questioning if that really happened. Okay. Um, That maybe the crack happened underwater and then the stern kind of tipped on its side a little bit. And I have listened to some interviews from the 50s of survivors. And there was a one of the survivors said that she remembers the ship laying on its side at a time. Okay. And, yeah. Fascinating that there's still science to unfold about the wrecking of the Titanic and that we're still discovering new pieces of evidence, new information, new science about what really happened. Yes. I mean, they can look at the wreckage and see based on where, uh, where the two pieces split, where the debris field is, 
um, how the, the pressure of the water, think of that. That bow is going down straight, and the pressure of the water is blowing out the windows. And they oh. can tell, uh, it was, you guys should watch this. It was fascinating. It's on, uh, I saw it on Disney Plus uh, under the National Geographic banner. It's called uh, Titanic 25 Years Later with James Cameron. Big thumbs up. Big, big, big thumbs up. It's only 42 minutes, too. So easily digestible. We love that. Uh, we're going to go from Disney Plus to Peacock. Holly has yeah. not the animal, though, I don't think. That and more when we come back.